Hello and welcome to You Couldn't Write It, a collection of short stories from the real world, so bizarre or strange or funny that you just couldn't write them. In this week's story, we learn of the tale of Button Gwinnett. Born in England, a merchant turned politician, this founding father moved to Georgia, where he has a county named after him. He is one of only eight people to sign the Declaration of Independence that was born outside the colonies. So sit back and find out how Button met his end and how his autograph is so sought after. Button Gwinnett was born in Gloucestershire, England. There are some disputes over the exact date, but we do know he was baptised on the 10th of April 1735 and educated in King's School, Gloucester. He was the third born of seven children. Beginning a career as a merchant and moving to Wolverhampton, where he met his wife, they married in 1752 when Gwinnett was just 22. Then, ten years later, they emigrated to America. When they got to America, Button continued as a merchant and he would travel all over, from Newfoundland to Jamaica. The couple would settle in Savannah and open a shop in 1765. The shop was a failure, just like his career as a merchant had been before. It was at this time he decided to become a plantation owner and took out some credit to buy St Catherine's Island off the coast of Georgia. His attempt to become a planter also fails, but it is this point he made a name for himself in local politics. He was elected to the Provincial Assembly in 1769. By 1773, he found himself in financial straits. Button sold most of his personal property and possession and withdrew from politics. It would not be until the revolutionary crisis that Gwinnett would get back into politics. When British warships in the Savannah River were seizing rice-laden merchant ships and would set sail with them. They also had the fugitive Governor Wright and his chief councillors, who had been under house arrest. With no governor in place, Congress met in Augusta and drafted up a new government framework. This went into effect on the 1st of May 1776. Gonet made himself key to all of this, Congress elected Archibald Bullock as their president and commander-in-chief of the militia. George Walton joined Liam Hall and Button Gwinnett as the Georgia delegates to the Philadelphia Convention, where the Declaration of Independence was signed on the 4th of July, 1776. During this time, Button found himself an enemy in the form of a man named Lachlan Mackintosh. It all stemmed from Gonnett being voted commander of Georgia's Continental Battalion, but the vote was controversial, and Button had to step aside and instead accept an appointment to the Continental Congress. Mackintosh took command of the battalion and the men would become lifelong enemies. Lachlan Mackintosh was born in the north of Scotland in March 1725, but moved to America at the age of eight. His father, John, led the colonists as they forged into new settlements. 
This lifestyle was dangerous, and in 1737, Lachlan's younger brother was killed in a river by an alligator. Georgia at the time was a highly militarised area, and there would often be clashes between their neighbours in Spanish Florida. During the War of Jenkins' Ear in 1740, Lachlan's father was captured and he was kept prisoner for two years. When he was released, he was in poor health and he died two years later. After his father's death, Macintosh was sent to Bethesda Orphanage in Savannah. His elder brother William served as a colonel and helped to fight off the Spanish invasion of the colony. Lachlan would spend two years in the orphanage before travelling to Federica to be a military cadet. It was at this time that the Jacobite Rebellion was going on in Scotland and the brothers were keen to go back to their homeland to help fight there. But General James Oglethorpe, who was a friend and mentor of Lachlan, convinced him to stay in Georgia. In 1748, he moved to Charleston, South Carolina, where he got a job as a clerk for Henry Lawrence, a rich merchant and slave owner. Mackintosh married Sarah Threadcroft in 1756, and they moved back to Georgia, where he acquired some land and slaves to work on it. Lachlan became a rich rice planter. Things between the two men came to a head in the early 1770. Gonette posed for a military foray into British East Florida. He said this was to secure Georgia's south border. Mackintosh and his brother, who had stood against Gwinnett in a previous election and was arrested for treason for doing so, condemned the scheme, saying it was politically motivated. With Mackintosh leading the foray, it was a disaster and a lot of the blame was laid at Button's door, though he was exonerated of any misconduct and he placed the blame at Lachlan's feet saying he had led the mission poorly. By May 1777, Lachlan was an outspoken supporter of Button's opponent for governor and denounced Gonette in public, calling him a scoundrel and a lying rascal. Button sent him a letter demanding an apology or satisfaction. Macintosh refused to apologise so he was challenged to a duel by Gwinnett. On the 16th of May, in a field owned by James Wright, Button Gwinnett and Lachlan Macintosh met with duelling pistols at a distance of 12 paces. The men raised their guns and fired. Both men were shot, Button in the thigh and Lachlan in the leg. For Gwinnett, the injury was fatal. He died three days later. Macintosh was arrested for the murder but was found not guilty, although he was chased out of Georgia by Gwinnett's supporters. Now this is where our story changes, from two men who just didn't like each other, to something you just couldn't write. Button Gwinnett signed the Declaration of Independence, and this makes his signature very sought after, by collectors and museums. But having died in 1777, at the age of just 42, not being a prolific businessman, in fact there are reports that he was a bit of a drunkard 
and a brawler. There are only 51 known examples of his autograph, and 10 of those are in private collections. This makes them very, very rare, and anything that is that rare is worth a great deal of money. The last Gwinnett signature sold in New York for over £508,000. To put that in perspective, a baseball signed by Babe Ruth and Marlon Monroe sold for £275,000, and an album signed by John Lennon six hours before he died sold for £370,000. In fact, there are only three people in history with signatures worth more than buttons. Abraham Lincoln, William Shakespeare and George Washington. And George Washington's had to be attached to his act of Congress to make it worth more. Button Gwinnett and Lachlan McIntosh both have counties in Georgia named after them. But most people that live in Gwinnett County have no idea who Button is. So, it just goes to show, your signature can be worth a fortune, even if you are nearly completely unknown. This short story was brought to you by me, Ross Manson. If you've got a short story that you would like us to tell, then get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at at Manson44. I love to hear all stories. The stranger the better, really. So get in touch. I also love any feedback. So even if you just want to have a chat, get in touch, let me know what you think of the show. But all this wouldn't have been made possible without the great people at Bullfood. If you've got an event that needs catering, whether it be a party or a wedding, or anything else like that, then get in touch. They do great food, all served from their 1970s Citroen H van. The guys had a great laugh as well, and might have some interesting stories to tell. So check them out at facebook.co.uk slash bullfoodtruck.